We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. This is uh, part two of our great interview with the one, then the only, Chris Draft, former Falcons defensive player. So listen up, y'all, and check it out, what he has to say. Yeah, I, I think so. I think what, what's important is training. And that's one of the things right. we're doing from the NFL office is doing uh, with NFL player engagement is really try to train the guys better. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you if you looked at a player that consistently did the wrong thing, right? Uh, without coaching, would they change? Hmm. No. Without coaching, would would they change? I mean, uh, I mean, you know, say they've been doing the wrong thing but getting by with it, right? You know, so they had that technique, but you know, when they're in college, they've been able to get by with it. You know? That's but right. eventually, they'll get exposed, right? And so they'll get exposed. Well. Why is it not the same thing with other with other things? Right. So that's what we're working on, and then at the same time, really hoping that that we can surround our players with people that actually care about what their future is. And that's right. you know, that's that's a hard thing too. You would expect guys to have people right by them that really care about their future. And a lot of cases, they have some folks that care, but mm-hmm. who is it that can actually give them direction? Right. Really help them with tools and really help them lay out where the plan is. You know, and that's you know, so you're talking about experience and that too. So right. those are important. Being able to really have a mentor that can help you see what's the right way, so you don't you don't feel you don't have to make mistakes that somebody else made. Okay. Right. And I and I think Dan Quinn brings that to the Falcons uh, as far as the discipline side of uh, you know uh, the way the players you know carry themselves. And like you said, especially coming from Seattle, you know, and his defensive uh, schemes over there, you know, he had all those guys pretty much in check as far as uh, off the field, you know, uh, you know uh, things that they did. So you never really heard a lot about the too many of their players like on. Uh, off the field issues, you know. So I think he bring that discipline to the uh, the team that they've been uh, needing for a long time. Yeah, well, I, I think you know, I know, you know, say just for a long time. And again, you know, Mike Smith did a great job with the guys. I think it's just it's, with anything, you just have to remind people what they came there for. Right. I mean, again, you know, who says I want to be a boss? Right. You know, I want to get paid a lot of money and and play horrible. Who says I want to get exposed on ESPN? <laughs> now, right, nobody, right. nobody says that. So it's important to kind of remind the guys that you know, you, what did you come here for? You came here for great. And so, again, there's a lot of space. So you mm. have your fun, man. Enjoy, enjoy playing. I mean, what, if you don't enjoy it, I mean, well, you know, there's a problem. Right. Enjoy it. But that's just the point where you know that it's going to get in the way of, of your success. I mean, you got to let it go. 
And you and you brought up a good point. I mean, it's a game. I mean, that's what you uh, there for. You know, enjoy the game. You know, you know. Oh, it's, so, it's, right? a, it's a it's a job. It's a job, and it's a game. But it is in anything. You know, if you're a job, if you enjoy your job, you'll do it better. Exactly. If you enjoy it, you will do it better. And so. You know, the, the fact that it's football, that it, it, it's a game, again, it's still a job, but, you know, you have to love it enough to make sure that, that you're going to do what's right, that you're going to respect it, and then more love yourself enough to know that, give yourself the best, you know, best opportunity for success. Right. I mean, it, 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 as soon as you slip, you know, as, as soon as you slip, you know, they're going to get you about it. I mean, it's not, you're not going to have to worry about it. As soon as you're slipping, man, they're going to get you out of the game. So, I mean, give yourself the best chance to stay around and make as much money as possible. And then, right. you know, and then, you know, they have on it. I mean, I've, I've heard some rumors, guys, since we we're talking about the draft, that uh, that the Falcons uh, will they have regret not choosing uh, the local star Todd Gurley. Me personally, I don't think that we're going to regret that not picking up Gurley. I don't think it was ever part of their game plan. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a hard pick, man. I, I, I think when, when you look at it, you know, Vic's a guy that's healthy. You know, to take a first-round pick and, and and spend it on Todd, he, he, as amazing as he's been able to run the ball, right. but it's still a guy that's coming back from a from a knee injury. Yeah. And you know, what do we talk about the last two years? Is that you know, with, with Jack being hurt, right? You you need a guy that you can really count on, and so it, it's not like you wouldn't take him in the second or you wouldn't have took him in the third, right? But. When you're looking at your first round pick and looking at you know some other needs that you need, uh, it was more clear that that Vic, Vic would be the guy. Oh yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was it was a lot of more beasts in there, which we could have got too <laughs> in that first round. One last question off the topic: uh, We got Coach Quinn in. I was just wondering, uh, you know, they say Dan Quinn's responsible for that Legion of Boom. I was just wondering what his thoughts on uh, another Stanford guy, Richard Sherman. Is uh, is Richard Sherman that good or is Dan Quinn that good? Who's responsible for Richard Sherman being Richard Sherman right now? I think it's both together. I mean, when you marry a, a tremendous athlete, a tremendous player like Richard with a, with a defensive coordinator who knows how to use him, uh, I mean, because... Part of Richard being as good as he is is having a defense, having Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, and uh, you know those those guys make the quarter quarter better. Having having uh, you know defensive line is getting after the linebacker, so he's not out, out there by himself. But at the same time, uh, I mean he, he's he is a couple corner man. He's he's long, which makes it where he can do press uh, and then he can he can run. Which, which means it's you know very you know he's always confident that he can try to kind of undercut and make plays because he's not worried about you running past. Right. And then and the other side, if they did a great job, and when you have a solid defensive line that's getting pressure, is that helps because at times there's only so many routes that you can run. I mean, there's a there's a, a time limit, and so when it gets close to that time limit, it allows you to be able to make you know take a couple more chances, but. Uh, I, I I don't think that you make a Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is 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 just a tremendous athlete. What you do is you help improve 
of what you share and by the way you coach him and the people you put around. Okay. I hear you. Well, Chris, here, here's a guy that I that I bring up a lot on this podcast, and I've been kind of hard on him, but I think I've, I've sat back and, and you know, to reflect a little more on his position, especially since the Falcons kept him around, and that's Corey Bierman. Now, of course, I didn't, I didn't really understand that decision, but after this draft, I'm kind of giving him a little more leeway as far as him fitting into Dan uh, Quinn's scheme. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Corey and his continued, you know, his position going forward with the Falcons? Well, I'll tell you, it, it, a couple of years ago when he got hurt, uh, that was a huge, uh, huge knock on the defense. Right. Uh, he he was uh, very versatile and, and really a key to the effectiveness of the D line mm-hmm. uh, because he was able to to switch in with the defensive bands and at times with some of the four-man rushes, he would go down and play attack. So, and then he'd stand up and play like a, a linebacker role at times. So, right. the role that they had him in made it where he kept the other linemen fresh. Right. And then he, you know, he allowed them to be more creative with the calls that they that they made. So, he was a tremendous part of a, of a rotation that they had. I think when you look at defensive lines, the ones that have a, a solid rotation where they keep people fresh so they got guys who can go get it mm-hmm. most definitely mm-hmm. but when they have guys that can keep them fresh and they have some go-getters then you got something that's trouble so uh, I think that's really where you see Croy last year was just coming back from his his uh, Achilles injury so right. he didn't have as much explosiveness as, uh, as, as he had had before and I think they're hoping that he's going to get by having his time to be able to rest his offseason rather than just uh rehab it, that he should be able to play that same role that, that is, again, is this versatile guy that's you know, probably, you know, that's not going to start, right. but is is that guy that pushes the other guys and then blends right into to that rotation to keep everyone fresh right. so that they can get after the quarterback. Well, I hope you're right, sir. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, I, I, got, I got one last question to put Chris on the hot seat. It's the question we asked Everyone that's a guest on the show, we can go back to that. We can go back to the draft. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco. (laughs) Who would you have taken? Uh, You know, that's that's a that's a very good question. I mean, that's a very good question. You're talking about Matt Ryan from Boston College and and Joe Flacco from Delaware. All right. Uh, I think at that time it's a it's a clear decision based on. You know, I, I don't even know what the vision Delaware is in. So, um, I, I think it was very clear at that time. And, and, and Matt Ryan has played well. He really has. I mean, Baltimore is a, is a different team. And, you know, at times, Flacco has been very, uh, I guess, very human. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he comes up and, and, and does some great things. But I think with Matt being able to put that running game back around him, not trying to make it all about him, Solid run game. You know, Baltimore has consistently had a, had a solid run game. Uh, defensively, making sure that defense is solid and getting pressure on quarterbacks. Baltimore has consistently had that, along with really finding a way to get a little more out of the special teams too. So, I think it's a it's a hard uh, comparison if you don't look at how Baltimore has played and how consistently they played uh, in the last uh, you know, uh, you know last 
five, six years, along with, 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 with since the 2000s. But just Flacco has been there. But if you take away these last two years, Matt Ryan, you know, he's you know he's been a part of a team where you could see him really shine. You know, this past year, you know, found a way to even still uh, have have real solid numbers. But again, does Matt struggle with the deep ball? In your opinion, does Matt struggle with that deep ball? Does he have the arm strength? I think uh, Matt can definitely throw the deep ball, but I think what's more important is you got to run the ball and um, and allow there to be play action pass. Otherwise, the deep ball means that you have to throw it over safeties that aren't biked up. Right. So that deep ball has to be a little bit deeper. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think we had a pretty good draft. Uh, you know, like I said, we got A's and B's, so I think they did pretty good with what they got. The one thing about the draft that bothered me was they didn't uh, they didn't address the question of uh, tight end. Ever since Tony's gone, that tight end position has just kind of gone down. I was hoping they would have addressed that uh, tight end position, but they but they didn't. But well, I mean, well, that's, uh, again, that's one of those things that you, you hope that some of the guys will step up. And those positions, a lot of times, uh, you got some young guys that we're watching. You know, I, I think they're going to find out what they have this year. You know, you know, young guys were watching Tony, and, and uh, you know, when you watch him, make it easy. Right. You think in some way it's easy uh, until you have to be the man, <laughs> and then you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I think. This year, you're going to see a little bit, you know, you're going to see a lot of maturity from those young, you know, young tight ends that got time this past year and really understand that it's not just about catching balls. You know, professionals make things easy because they put the work in and the time in so they can be prepared. Okay. But they did pick up Jacob Tammy, right? Jacob Tammy from Denver, tight end. Yeah, so they that that does bring some experience to their position. Well, uh, good stuff, man. Oh yeah. Well, Chris, tell us a little bit about you know just leave football alone for a minute, but just uh, tell us a little bit about your foundation. You know, we I've did a little research and and read some stuff and checked out your website, and I think it's a great cause. Is there anything you would like to you know explain about your foundation? Oh, uh, you know, definitely, man. Uh, you know, appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, let me talk a little bit about you know, the other stuff, not not just football, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My, my my last year in the NFL was 2010, uh, and and uh, well, watching really the Redskins, coincided. right? You know, the Redskins really coincided with my wife being uh, diagnosed with cancer, uh, and so my my transition from football really uh, started with um, being taken off the pads and uh, taken off the pants and every you know, all of that stuff really putting on my, my equipment man and trainer uniform because that's kind of what I was. And a cheerleader and uh, a coach and all, all those, those those other things where my, my wife really uh, engaged in this, you know, this fight of her life and mm-hmm. I was going against cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Unfortunately, she, she passed uh, December uh, 27th, 2011. But uh, before that, we were able to... Uh, launch our uh, lung cancer focused initiative uh, team draft at our wedding and it was really a commitment of changing the face of lung cancer right. you know, my wife was 37 years old man she's in amazing shape never smoked wow. in her life dancing for uh, uh, the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets for a little while while she was uh, she was an electrical engineer by day and dancer at night honeybees uh, honeybees yeah. 
honeybees and just, you know, just amazing shape, took care of her body. And then, you know, and we found out the most, the most important fact about lung cancer that anyone can get it. Wow. Uh, found it out too, you know, it was too real. It was too real, but, uh, you know, I was blessed to be able to be by her. I was blessed to be home. I was right. blessed to, to watch her and see her uh, really find a way to to stay in the moment. You know, really fight each day, but also at the same time enjoy each day. Mm-hmm. So, another way to smile with each day, regardless of how you know, where the news was, how our body was, and, and really did that up until the end. Uh, you know, it was tremendous that when we when we got married, that she she said we don't need presents. You know, let's ask them to to you know to support the foundation and the fight against lung cancer. So. Uh, we got married about you know a month before she passed away. Oh, wow. you know, her, her, her mind was still focused on on other people. She she you know, she cared about others. She had a tremendous amount of compassion. Right. And I I think you know there's two things that are more beautiful than anything else I've seen mm-hmm. or experienced in the world. And that was her telling me that you know what do you, what do you think if we don't get any presents? And then the other one was apologizing on our at our reception to our, our family and friends uh, for, for being a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Being a little bit, I mean, she uh, doesn't have oxygen, has been partially in a wheelchair, and, you know, just all of that, getting ready, the dress that, that you know, that she had gotten, mm-hmm. didn't fit exactly the way it did when, you know, when she had, when she had, when she had bought it. You know, all these little things that, you know, on your wedding day, along with the fact that it's your wedding day. So if you're yeah. a little bit late and have a little bit of diva in you, that should be all right. But, you know, she cared about her people so much, you know, and so much of a authentic relationship to, uh, uh, that was a care and compassion that, you know, even with her having cancer, she would not allow that to be an excuse. Right. And she wanted to be very clear to everyone and said, don't use, this is not an excuse. I am sorry. You know, I'm just move, I'm moving a little slow, right. a little slow, and I, you know, and I, I say those two two things because I think, I mean, again, there's, there's not much more beautiful than that. You're yeah, yeah. all going through, and you can say let's let's fight for others, but then all the things that you're going through, and, and you can still tell your family and friends that you know what, don't make an excuse for me. I'm right here. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Man, that's a love story right there. It is, and she sounds like an incredible person, man. She's an incredible person. Yeah, she was. She was. All right. But, uh, well, man, it, yeah, it's been my pleasure to hang out with you guys, man. Oh, Always yeah, been, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been our pleasure, with man. Some, with some diehard Falcons fans. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, Chris, we're really, really honored and humbled by you taking the time to even talk to us, man. We truly appreciate it, you know. Man, it's all good. Yeah, again, like you said, we, we, we've got we to gotta love our real thing. You know, yeah. folks are you know, always there to really understand what's going on. And, man, I, I appreciate you guys. You're going to put together the podcast, asking the questions, get the real answer. Oh, yeah, you know? man. That's what we're about. Mm-hmm. That's what we're well, Chris, we really appreciate it, man. And um, like I said, once we get this together, I'll, I'll I'll hit you up on Twitter and email so you can uh, you know get a chance and check it out and, and you know leave us your feedback and uh, you know, and we'll really promote it for you. All right, man. Check you guys out. Thank you. All right, Chris. Thank you very much. Take right. it easy, Chris. See you, Chris. Wow, yeah, that, was, that was a nice little show right there. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, Chris. You there, Q? Q keeps going in Q, and out. Q still going in and out, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, Am I going in and out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going in and out. <laughs> well, that was cool, fellas. Another great interview with the great Chris Draft. They gave us some real good insight on uh, his past, working with, you know, playing in with the Falcons. And uh, and also his foundation, that uh, you know that's that's a that's a heavy story that he told us, man. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, it was. My heart went out to him for real. <clears throat> yeah, thirty-seven, man. Golly, thirty-seven. So, yeah, that is so young. So, but even though you know she was she was going through her issues and and her, and her, and her fight with cancer, right? You know, he said you know that wedding day they still had it. That's that's a that's a love story right there. Oh yeah. That was a great story. That is a story. Yeah, that's a good story, man. It, yeah, that's that's awesome. Most definitely, most definitely. It is, man. So she kept it strong. So that's, I mean, everyone should, you know, look at that and just be happy that, you know, like I said, she was so young and just, you know, appreciate every day that you have. So that was cool. And uh, we'll have a link to Chris's website. I think it's the uh, the uh, ChrisDraftFamilyFoundation.org. And yep. uh, check that out, and they have a lot of great information and uh, some donations as well. If anybody wants to donate to that great um, cause, so uh, yeah, man. So this is an awesome podcast. This is a long one too. I know, man. It was worth it, though. <laughs> it was. It was worth every minute. You know, it's like a draft show. You know, going into the season, it's got to be long. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool, man. Uh, all right, man. Well, before we wrap it up, fellas, um, we have. Do anybody have any predictions for preseason since we've had the draft? How you have a prediction? Uh, what are you thinking, man? I don't have a prediction, man. I'm just excited to see what they put together, man. That's the main thing I want to see. You know, what is Dan putting together, man? It's still a mystery to me. Oh yeah, you know. So more like a wait and see type of thing with me right now. All right. What about you, Q? Oh, Q, you keep going out. <laughs> Q is going once again. Q is going once again. Oh, am I going again? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you back? Are you and he's going? gone. There he's gone. Well, while we're waiting on Q to come back. Uh, I'm here, AK. You going in and out. <laughs> you got me? Okay. We got you now. You're rock. Yo, can you hear me? Rock. Yes. Q? Rock, I'm here, man. You hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's gone this time. He's gone. He gone? Then there was two. And then there was two. <laughs> two. Q might need to hook up that Wi-Fi again. <laughs> I got the Wi-Fi, Q. AT&T <laughs> said, you got to pay your bill. <laughs> and we're gonna shut you off. Come on, Q, we're about to wrap up. Let me see if he says I think, something. think Q done wrapped it up already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ouija done left the building. It's look like it's still trying to connect. And we we did so good too with the connections. I know, man. <laughs> she wants to mess it up at the end. I know. I was worried about Chris being on his uh car phone and then this yeah. happened, you know? Hmm. Like I said, just didn't get no connection. Look what happened. Hoop's not here. Everything falls apart. I'm back. <laughs> we finally got him back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I know. I was like, what happened? Hoop's I, not here. And she goes, I've never had any problems before, so I don't know what that was about. I don't know. 
right, well, mm-hmm. we're just getting ready to wrap it up, and uh, we're waiting for your predictions, Hoop. I mean, uh, Hoop. <laughs> Q about uh, this preseason, especially after you uh, after the draft this past weekend. Um, my thoughts on the draft was, you know, it was a good draft. Everyone's graded it pretty well, so the only thing I, I didn't think we addressed was um, tight end, but Algie said they they took a, a tight end free agency out of Denver, so we'll see how that works out. And uh, I think uh, Croy <laughs> should not be a starter on this team, so we'll no, see how that know. works out. Well, I think Vic B is going to take some pressure off of him, so he should see a little improvement from him. I, I mean, in order for Be- uh, for Beasley to do that, I mean, he's got to basically play as well as John Abraham played when he was in Atlanta because that's what made Croy look right. better than he was. As soon as a strong tight end got taken away from the other side and they brought in Yuminura, right. I mean, we, we really saw who who, uh, who Croy was, and he's a guy who can't keep up. I mean, he doesn't have the foot speed. I saw him chasing guys down from behind many a times this season yeah. and the season before that. You know, he's like Keith Brooking. Yeah. When it was time to let Keith go, they said Keith's a good guy. Let's keep him around. And, and Keith ended up hurting the team more than he helped the team because he just couldn't keep up. I'm, I have a feeling that's the same thing with Croy. But you know, like I said earlier, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm through being mad at him. I'm just going to see what they have. And if I see him on the field, this first game, getting burned, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, that goes back to what I said. Though. You got to wait and see, man, what they're doing. Yeah. Man, Croy, Croy yeah. has been Croy has been beat the last three <laughs> seasons without a doubt by every quarterback and every defensive uh, offensive lineman he's played. I mean, you know, the only person that's got beaten worse than that was Manny Pacquiao. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. But Weezy, Weezy talked to me today. Uh-oh, I've been waiting We hadn't talked to Weezy in a while. Time. Weezy talked to me today. This is what we've been waiting on. I said, I said, Weezy, I want the knife. <laughs> and Weezy said that new defense under Dan Quinn is going to be like ISIS. Terrorizing offenses. Let's <laughs> hope so. He brought in an ISIS reference. Yeah, that's such a great, great interview. He's bringing up an ISIS reference, but that's the way we roll here at What's Up Falcons podcast. Nothing's off limits. <laughs> Nothing's off limits. All right, fellas, thanks for uh, being on this show, and I guess you know we'll just have to see what's happening in this upcoming season. We'll talk to you again after preseason week one. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we'll come back with more, hopefully more guests and uh, a whole bunch of uh, good things. So uh, let Hoop know he missed a good one, man. Hoop, you missed a good one. <laughs> you better listen. <laughs> All right, fellas. So, uh, so when we when we put this one out? Man? Uh, as soon as I can, man. I, hopefully I can have it by the end of the week. Okay. That's what's up. Go Hawks, and uh, and uh, we'll be back in touch with you in about two and a half months after that first preseason game. Let's go Hawks! <laughs> Let's go Hawks! I'm watching those Hawks! <laughs> All right, fellas. I'll talk to you later. All right, Bye. Peace. Bye. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.